Tim's gonna talk about how he's on vacation for a whole cold open. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. How you're oh, that's not gonna lie. No, that's not. I don't think we're gonna. <laughs> let's let's split this cold open in half. You take uh, you take half. <laughs> my whiteboard. I don't think our whiteboard is that interesting a topic. Well, yeah, I mean, I think both of our things aren't it's terribly type, interesting. It's the type of very silly thing I appreciate for a cold open. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's been a, it's been a year since I've been on vacation, and um, you know Wait, how no, um, save it. These precious few moments are content. You already spoiled half of your load. To, are I, you thought it was a, I thought it was recording. He usually starts like immediately. Yeah, no, I'm. I've been recording. I like. Right, like if I want to pull stuff out of this, I can pull stuff out of it. I That'd trust. I trust Daniel to start recording immediately. Yeah, basically as soon as I join the call. I yeah, the call gets button. answered. We're recording no matter what. That's that's my full assumption. Actually, it's been it's been over a year since my last vacation, and uh, uh, we have this. Uh, if I don't use my vacation time, um, it just goes away. Just goes away. You know, mm -hmm. cool. doesn't, don't cash out, nothing. Doesn't, nope. So, um, considering, you know, you know how the world is right now? I've heard. No, it's yeah. It's not great. Sort of in general? Could be better. I, even, even outside of COVID, the world could be probably better. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going fucking anywhere. You know what I'm doing? Staycations? Nothing. Staycation. Yep. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, man. Classic millennial behavior, ruining another industry. With there their was staycations. Uh, it's funny you sure. say that because there was a, a bunch of programs here in Ontario and specifically in Toronto of places like, hey, here's how to spend your staycation this Christmas break. I was like, that's cute. Order Chinese food and cry a little. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or a lot. You know, it's your vacation. Yeah. The regular amount. That's an industry millennials are continuing to prop up. Chinese food and crying. I think <laughs> we are like the source of both of those things. We need more innovation actually in the crying industry. I don't know. I think we've really monetized a lot, uh, crying a lot through like social media. I think we're doing pretty all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's working out. It's but, a new thing. No, see the social media marketplace has monopolized crying. We don't get any returns on those. Oh, you're right. I mean, if you're hot, that's true. Yeah. Got yeah. There. Anyway, that's my vacation. That sounds very exciting. So uh, unlike Tim, I am solving my sadness with uh, consumerism. Uh, as you can see in the background behind me, not the podcast listeners, the people I'm talking to. Plays great uh, on audio. I have a whiteboard with which I can write down thoughts and ideas and then erase them as if they never mattered. Like my own personal uh, mandala? Is that what they're called? Like your own personal whiteboard. No, no, no. It's more spiritual. <laughs> no, it's not. What's I on your whiteboard? I can make a beautiful diagram and then erase it away. Mm -hmm. What's what's on the whiteboard? Uh, right now, notes from work. Uh, oh. I can read some of it to you. Um, no. Auto spin. No. String no, he's manager. Going. He's, going. He's, he's already a deep. Rebet button. I don't think we could stop him if we wanted. Hot and cold window. I guess we could just so. mute him. If we all mute him collectively, we could just String man. Wait, string uh, man? What would, what would be great <laughs> is if you could guess what game it was, if I just kept reading them. Uh, racetrack buttons. Any guesses? Uh, micro machines. No, it was roulette. Apparently, oh, I was going to say horse tables. racing. Apparently, roulette tables have something called a racetrack. Is it Wordle? Uh, never, I've never seen no. it before. That's what the, you know where they put the ball where it's not a colored number. What? <laughs> what? The, the ball where the it's not. When they is this a riddle? It, roulette expert Andrew is here to on the zero. No, I don't know what the zero is called. Answer questions. I'll go jump out a window. Don't worry about it. <laughs> There's the zero and the double zero. That's all I know. But that's American roulette, not to be confused with European roulette, which only has the one zero. Or Russian Very important. <laughs> Which is the better game. Uh, okay, and uh, so cut everything that's come before this. It's all garbage. Yeah, yeah no. It's, uh, we're going to yeah, start no. here. Have you guys been watching GDQ? That's happening. Occasionally. And one of my favorite annual events. I've fallen asleep to it a couple times. I, I watched uh, only a week for the horrible block where they play the really bad games. That was real good this year. Uh, oh, for I watched sure. the... Um, I was completely taken in with the uh, Resident Evil 8 run because I've never seen any gameplay of 
Resident Evil Village, so this is the first time I've oh, really? seen form. Yeah. What? Which is you great. Have a I got lot all of the weird first experiences. <laughs> yes. I got all the hits. I got the um, all the mechanics and none of the story. <laughs> and whatever story I did get was completely without context. It was a perfect way to experience yeah, a video game yeah, I want to play. Fine. It's like, like oh, yeah, I, I'm gonna like this much. game. Your first fu- your first fucking LOZ was a randomizer, and yep. now your your first experience with Resi is a speed run. Yep. Hell I yeah. mean those those games are like speed run like machines like since yeah. the dawn of the franchise. I, uh, I, I also them. there was a oh, go ahead. there was a there was a real good um the Pokemon Crystal key item randomizer race was really good. Is that the one with the Bulbasaur person? Yes, uh, Kizaron <laughs> shenanigans were there. <laughs> Uh, that's one of the you can see one of the runners. You can see a big you can see a big spike on the graph for this when when it starts the that run raised like one hundred and seventy thousand dollars or something. Or the push them over a million. Or the dude that broke the Sonic speedrun world record for I think it was like Sonic Two or something mm-hmm. in a I believe child sized Sonic. Hoodie. Yes. How yeah. often do world record breaks happen during pretty, games done quick? Pretty frequently, like. Usually, I'd say four or five. Yeah. I mean, it's it depends on the popularity of the game because once you get to awful block, you have the solo yeah, okay. runners, <laughs> and they're like, mm-hmm. "I beat my own personal best by uh, three minutes because I've only played this game I'm twice." I'm the only person on the board. Yeah, <laughs> but for other games like Sonic or any of the Mario's, those are pretty rare. But when they do happen, it's pretty cool. I watched the uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 run. I always end up falling into that. I don't know why I always tune in at the right time, but I love Spike Vegeta, and uh, it was weird to have him not commentating, but it was a four-person, mm. four all-bosses randomized race, and uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 is just like, man, what a cool game. I don't know how Kingdom Hearts 3 could have gone so wrong I don't to make know me how, hate the franchise. I don't know how Kingdom Hearts so as a much. series survived with one good game in it. Yeah, it, that's a um, great question. <laughs> well, I think after two, it was sort of like, like the tantalizing conclusion. One day, two what like was, two rules and everything. like after after two, something. I think I think everyone's like, oh, they're gonna conclude this this uh, this storyline eventually. No, they're just gonna add more side <laughs> things into it, bloat it forever. Uh, Three fifty-eight divided by two dream do- drop distance or whatever. That's still the best title for a video game that's ever come out. They <laughs> never be beaten. I I feel like that they, the, whoever named that title named it in like they were horribly ill and pumped full of medication <laughs> and half asleep. I like to imagine most of them just like look better in Japanese or in kanji, and like it makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And then as soon as <laughs> the yeah. translators get it, they're like. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. So GDQ, it's it's been pretty good this year. It's still sad that it's remote. Um, I don't think summer GDQ is going to be in person either <laughs> if things keep going I the mean, way they're going. Nor should it be. But I think next year's winter might be in person. Uh, Hopefully. That's that, maybe that's hopeful. I don't that's know. optimistic. Yeah, I refuse to be optimistic anymore. It's practically illegal. What comes after Omicron? Zeta? Uh, um... Coronavirus Zeta. I don't know. I think we die. <laughs> That's what it is. I actually don't. You're, we're counting down. Once we're out of Greek letters, you die. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Fun Cast panel. Uh, I am your host, Andrew, and I'm joined by the wonderful people, Tim Daniel Dean and you know, actually, now that I say it like that, Tim Daniel Dean sounds like a, a country like singer an, from the sounds south. Sounds like an entity from Twin Peaks. Really? It sounds like a brand of frozen breakfast sandwiches. Yes, it does. It also <laughs> sounds like a delicious sausage uh, breakfast sandwich from Tim Daniel Dean's. Uh, Tim, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm fantastic, and I'm ready to talk about video games. <laughs> Daniel, how are you? Cold. It yeah. is. A literal extreme just cold warning here in uh, Toronto. It's going to be minus 30. Noticing a pattern. Yeah. Every other week, it's either like weirdly warm or absolutely frigid cold. It's great. Mm-hmm. Canada is mm-hmm. a frozen wasteland. Uh, Dean, how are you? I'm horrible. Existence is pain. And I'm ready to talk about video games. Uh, we should just jump into video games. I don't want to hear how you guys are doing. <laughs> you me down. 
Yeah, let's never <laughs> let's not get personal ever again. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have a game here that's coming out very soon that I don't think we've talked about yet on the show at all. Uh, but it looks awesome uh, because of the developer made a very awesome game before it. Uh, it is Nobody Saves the World. Uh, Tim, you want to talk about this I, since I know you wrote this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it looks like uh, an, it's an action role playing game. Although it doesn't seem to be that heavy into the role playing. And, and basically you get like these forms, you know, they all have like their distinct mechanics. And I, um, see, uh, I see a screenshot here of a horse shooting a bow and arrow. That's all so, you need to know. That's that, that good sounds shit. pretty good. Did we mention that they made guacamole? Because that was that was the game that I can't. I don't remember if I mentioned it already. <laughs> I'm, you like, just did. My so mind. I think we're good. You did it either once or twice. We'll figure it out in post. Did you guys play Guacamelee? Yeah, I played the first good. one. I never played the second one. I second I, one I is I, really good. Yeah, I guess yeah. I full and I, was the second one. I haven't played either. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should yeah. uh, check out the first one. I don't think it's a good co-op game. It is co-op. I don't. I think the co-op is a is a is a bait. It is just a Metroidvania. It's it's not. It do, it disguises itself. It's not like, hey, we're a Metroidvania and all this stuff. But that's what it is, and it should be played as a solo Metroidvania experience. Yeah, the opinion. second one is a very well-rounded Metroidvania. It's quite good. It's got uh, a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor uh, that is hit or miss <laughs> depending on the mood you're in. To uh, the best kind of humor to its writing. Uh, where you're always like, is this offensive? Probably not. They probably <laughs> they probably know what they're doing. Uh, I'm probably just white person guilt uh, guilt feeling here. Uh, yeah, maybe a but little. it's a good it's a good game. Uh, the gameplay is very solid and uh, it's very cool. But the new one, nobody saves the world. It, it looks really weird. Uh, I don't know what to make of it. Watching this video, it's it's not side scrolling. It's it's more top down isometricy. I heard at one point when this game was announced a while back that it's more Diab- Diablo-esque, but yes. now that I'm watching it, it looks much more like uh, uh, Hyper like Light Watch, like Hyper Light Drifter style, but I, I heard it is a, is it a roguelike? I actually don't know. It says uh, it has like procedurally generated dungeons, which what doesn't these days? <laughs> I feel like True. it's easier just to like cut and paste blocks evolving dungeons as you become stronger procedurally generated dungeons increase in difficulty and complexity uh okay cool so it's a roguelike <laughs> uh maybe hades-esque then maybe that's the cool thing all the indie studios do now is they gotta you know i do i do like the idea of like combining forms that's yeah. a do you guys remember kirby on the n64 yes yeah never you played do. it but i do remember it you could suck in you could suck you could suck too Mm-hmm. Yeah, suck two of them. Get they would better. Off. Yeah, get better. Weird suck. Suck the abilities I, right I, off of them. <laughs> I like the uh, the art in this. It looks very much like high school art book doodles. A bunch of crazy skulls with their eyeballs popping out. It's nice looking. I think, I yeah. think I'd like mix it and match in abilities. You know, see what weird shit pops up. Well, guess what, guys? I fucking tricked you. Guess what? This is coming Uh-oh. to Game Pass. Oh, hey. whoa. It's I out in, cool. it it's out in three days. I got you, you dumb pieces of shit. <laughs> you, you monked us. Got me. Thank, thank. So we don't even have to decide if we'll pre-order day one or never this game, because if we all play it, then we technically pre-ordered it. However, the question is, are you going to play it at all? Or is it in the back of a queue and it's not going to rise to the top? There is one game we do have to play <laughs> before next That's week. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put that one off. I was, I was playing it. I was I was doing this tutorial before y'all called. That's Ooh. good. I bought a different game, or not bought a different game. I st- I downloaded a different game. I I went to Xbox Game Pass and I saw the game the bracelet wants us to play, and I was like, mm, no. And then I I downloaded the game I wanted to play. Um, I He's don't know if I'll pick this up. I'll let you guys play. Nobody saves the world. Tell me if it's good. How about that? <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll seems like keep an eye on it. Something to poke at. It looks light, weird, you know, fun. Uh, is it a? Is there a multiplayer? Yes. Game? Yeah, it's uh, it's listed for co-op. Mm-hmm. Similar to games you've played, Tales of Arise. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, no. I think nobody saves the world's a JRPG. I think that's what I'm. I'm oh, now I have to play it as the expert. 
I think Dean is slowly becoming the co-op expert, the master of co-op games. Don't imply that I have friends. Uh, <laughs> it's, I, would, I would never. It's mostly what you talk about on the show. Uh, it's how many friends you have and always showing up. No. Um, so, yeah, the game looks cool. Coming out in three, four days. Um, seems interesting. Check it out. Nobody saves the world. Uh, next at, game. At oh, time cool. of episode launch, it'll be just out, wouldn't it? It'll be the the eighteenth, so it'll be the day after. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Figure that's, it out on your own time, single listener. We have yeah, that's for the listener to figure out. Exactly, a singular listener. Uh, the next game is Rainbow Six Extraction. Fuck you! Yeah. Who knew that they could make another Rainbow Six game? Left if for I, SWAT. If I had it, as many nickels as there were Rainbow Six games, I'd probably have a dollar. Um, you guys been keeping up is, with this? This is no. the one. So kind this, of. So this is the one that is based on like a game mode they added to Siege, right? Yes, which I have played. Okay. And How this one it? is this the one that also used that. to be called Contagion or am I misremembering that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. But uh we're sad about Contagion. There was there was like some weird developments over like the past like 6 months with this game where I didn't they drop it from 60 to 40? Something and then like they were like, it's it's coming to Game Pass. It it kind of spoke to, let's say, their lack of confidence about this one. It just looks like, so weird. I think it. I think this one is like an example of like the first time a big game company like buckled to the pressure of the fans, where it's just like this is literally an add-on you made for a limited time event in Rainbow Six Siege. So like, if you're just copying and pasting and then just adding more levels. Is that really worth $60? And I would say I don't care, but I guess they were like, yeah, I guess it's 40 and now. I'm just like confused as to why I would want to mix my Rainbow Six peanut butter with Alien Invasion jelly. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people just like the gunplay in the Rainbow in Siege. Yeah, I could understand that. Like it's it's very tight, and so if they can give you a tactical experience and then make it weird with like Alien goop, folks will enjoy it. God, I'm, looking at this, uh, I'm looking at this trailer and this fucking a Ubisoft original stinger is the worst. Question about uh, Siege, which is the previous game, and I've, I have friends that love Siege and I've pl- heard people play it a lot. From what I understand, that is purely a PvP-only game. Is there actually a story component to Siege or anything? There is no story component. Um, there are some like there's lore and world building which if you're on yeah. the internet no, 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 I don't know. i'm talking about no, no, like you gotta have lore is yeah. it just a pvp game yes or is there actually like campaigns and single player stuff to do there so the only single player stuff to do is you're basically soloing a thing with a bunch of bots that is designed to be played with four players and you're just doing it alone but yeah no Great. campaign but no, How many of those be. are there? Because that's what this sounds like. Rainbow uh, Six Extraction is just you play against something with friends. Well, so in Siege, the um, quote-unquote co-op modes, uh, you're just fighting waves of bots usually. So, And a lot of them is just um, sort of like mock-ups of the game modes that you play in PvP, which the game is like 99% PvP, no question. Mm-hmm. So you're just you're playing... It's it's Counter Strike, but you have to think about it slightly more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I like I've said, I've definitely seen the PvP, and I you know, uh, it's definitely very involved, very strategic. Um, mm-hmm. Time to kill is <laughs> real fast. Um, it's one of those kind of shooter games where you're not arena shooting because you're just gonna yeah. die immediately through the yeah, wall. Yeah, it's a shooter. It's a Counter Strike. <laughs> As somebody who's been playing it on and off as it's been updating throughout the now multiple years, um, it's gotten a little like convoluted because it used to be there only used to be like 20 guys and they all had unique stuff. So it was easy to remember like, okay, this guy does this thing. And so to counter that, you do this. It's that kind of gameplay. And now there's like 50 dudes. There's so many dudes. Well, yeah, you know, it's a it's a hero shooter, which means you know, once a month there must be someone new. Hero shooter. Gotta always have a new hero to monetize. Yeah, that's what annoys me about live games in any aspect like that. Like, just to completely go 
far and away from Siege, think like League of Legends. Granted, I haven't right. played League of Legends in like eighty years, but you're you fine. Know, you go from like you go from like twenty heroes to now there's like over a hundred. Over a hundred and forty. Sure. What the fuck? How the fuck are you gonna remember who does what? You don't. Yeah. I'm sure there's some sweaty nerd out there who's like, Yeah, this is basically left for dead right i mean yeah. this is that's what Ish. this sounds like it's yeah it's, it like an like ai it's another... director it's their it's their take on the co-op survival shooter i think it's three players max and like, um and a crucis just released in like early access or whatever on like, a lot of these lately huh no on game pass and it's this it's alien co-op shooter so, anna crucis uh was made by one of the ex left for dead devs right and um it was made to be because I've I've been following that one as well for some reason. Fuck, am I the co-op guy? You are the co-op guy. I wasn't yeah, making I'm that. Sorry, up. sorry, I had to learn this way. <laughs> oh, what a band-aid to rip off. Um, <laughs> I've but I have been following Anacrusis, and it it was made. It is made by X Left for Dead devs, and it's made to be a lot less punishing. Like during an interview that I read. Uh, they went on to say that like we know you're just trying to hang out with your buddies and so if you do well yeah the game is going to challenge you but like it's not going to be nearly as punishing as say back for blood i feel like or there's been like GTFO. a resurgence well gtfo was made in a specific way so i mean like it, a... sorry I, I yeah go ahead go ahead <laughs> so you guys feel like there's been like a resurgence of these types of games lately Yes, like, I mean it makes sense because mm. people have a lot more free time now that they're not going outside and doing cool shit. Yeah, I mean uh, we had Aliens, uh, Fireteam Elite. Yeah, that didn't turn out well. Yeah. I hear it's better now, but I haven't been following it. But I heard they updated it to where it's like solid-ish. Do you want to know my cynical theory as to why? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> hit us. All right, all right. So here's the cynical theory about co-op games, and I apologize to the co-op guy in the room, but. Take co-op, co- co-op games are made because they uh, are inherently more fun to play with your friends, right? And you can gloss over a lot of the repetitiveness of the design and the like slow to develop uh, progression systems and stuff because you're playing with your friends. It really doesn't matter what you're doing. So it's kind of like a crutch. And I feel like uh, it's easy to take advantage of that when you're making these co-op sort of experiences. And I think people are trying to get back to that as like a lower risk entry into, you know, game development. And so the people are like, oh yeah, co-op, that's a cool thing. But then what exactly happened last time when, you know, Killing Floor and Left 4 Dead and all those games were like around is the market gets super oversaturated and people can't play all of them at the same time. So the pendulum is just going to keep swinging back and forth on this as we enter these phases of like, oh yeah, co-op games, you know, people can play together, have fun with their friends. Oh wait, there's way too many and we got to stop making them. The problem has always been like, how do I convince three other friends to buy this? Yep. But like, you know, at least I think now that's easier because I think like all the big ones recently are, are on game pass. Yeah, I think so. Which is, you know, at least something. Yeah, right. And- or they try to come up with some kind of, you know, like guest pass scheme to uh, have you rope in like a couple of dudes. They're all, uh, yeah. Yeah, as the other cynical part, they're all storyless and characterless too, generally. <laughs> like there's like notes of characters and stuff, but they sort of like gloss over the whole narrative and writing. Because, oh, see, like, we have, you're playing we have with your Overwatch hero, we have Overwatch hero equivalents and they have lore and backstory and that's more important than any actual story. Yeah, you know? there's no, yeah. yeah. Like, I see where you're coming from, and I don't necessarily think you're wrong. I, <laughs> I just, like, I, I just think the bigger correlation is the fact that most of us have been paranoid and locked inside our houses for two years. Yeah, there is that. I think people uh, went stir crazy on their Animal Crossing islands, and we're like, I need an interaction <laughs> with real living people. That isn't terribly clunky. <laughs> don't want to chop trees no more i need a gun i'm not i don't care about your nickname for me <laughs> mr bunny man i don't know any of their names i don't play enough so. no that's one of them <laughs> yeah that's definitely one uh i only remember the teddy bear uh with buttons for eyes because it's horrifying it's burned its image into my 
I have patches, I think that's what it's called. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, let's see it. All right. Well, anyways, horrifying creature abomination. Frida, that's the other one, which is a, a sheep that's made of French fries. Horrifying. The game is full of eldritch monstrosities. Oh, <laughs> Looking it up. Cut this out. <laughs> it's, it's important. Keep, keep it in. I'm going to cut out everything but the silence. Yeah. And there we go. Perfect. Mostly burger part fries. At least Frida looks more like oh, clothes. Oh, than... I don't like that. <laughs> what they are made of. Uh, all right. Well, the one question I had about Rainbow Six Extraction before I went on my tangent is, Dean, are you going to pick it up since you seem most knowledgeable of it and are, in fact, the co-op guy? Guys, guys, guys. Funny story. Uh-oh. It's on Game Pass. Uh-oh. I fucking tricked you again. It's on day one Game Pass. Yeah, that I knew. <laughs> you didn't trick me, Tim. We've All right. been monk. Okay, listen, Mr. Co-op. Sir Co-op. Yeah, it's Mr. Co-op. Mr. Co-op I've been knighted by somebody. Uh, will you play it day one then? Um, I mean, if I have the time on launch day, which I think is like a week from now. It is the 20th. Yeah. You have to decide between this or nobody saves the world <laughs> or the game. The bracelet says we have to play or we die. Uh, I'm so. already a step ahead of all of you on that one. Yeah, true. Nobody kills me. I actually don't remember the full title of the game we're supposed to play. I'm, Mafia uh, Sin Empire City. Sin. There it is. <laughs> Sim City Mafia Edition. Mafia Empire of Sin or Mafia Sin City or Mafia Sins of a Solar Empire. Yeah, That's now I really don't know what it is. Now, now <laughs> really, even though Dean just said it, I already forgot it again. Uh, Mafia Solar Sins of an Empire. Yes. All right. I'll download that. <laughs> um, yeah. So next week. Yeah, I guess we could talk about our. Uh, how is it pronounced? Arceus or Arceus? Arceus. Arceus. That's what I say. I believe it is a soft C. Uh, I'm getting closer and closer to wanting to play that on launch, but I actually can't because I have the global game jam happening that weekend. So I'm just going to be gone all weekend. I might actually not even be able to podcast that Friday. No, I actually I probably can. That's yeah, that should be fine. When is it? When does it start? The the Saturday of the Friday? It, It starts on Friday and it runs till Sunday at five. So it starts at Friday at five and goes to Sunday at five. I'm going to talk so much shit about Arceus. I all right. So real talk. <laughs> I had less than zero interest in that game. I, I couldn't even be bothered to think about it. And then I watched the gameplay preview. And now I'm suddenly like, I could see myself playing this. <laughs> I uh, really well, could. Is there a new English one? The one I posted in games channel. I don't know if you oh, guys man. saw it. I'll post it again. I saw you posted it. But I saw I think I saw one in Japanese and I was like, oh, this doesn't look very good. Um, yeah, I just the mechanics and everything it talks about makes me want to play it because it's the stuff I like in games like this where you can explore and you're not bogged down by like a million battles that go nowhere. Um, it even seems like a lot of battles you can just avoid outright by just backstabbing Pokemon with Pokeballs. You just chuck it at their back and you catch them instantly for some of them. So I was like, that's pretty cool. And then the idea is like, you're trying to do like, you're part of some sort of survey core. So you're not collecting Pokemon to be the best or make friends. No, you're collecting Pokemon for science. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, yep. yeah, you're trying, you're leaving the, uh, the safe like walls the, of the city to fight one... the Titans. That this one, more than anything else, is the most interesting-looking Pokemon because it's different. But also, uh, it's the one that's going to have a lot of people going, wait a minute, that's how you pronounce Arceus? Yeah. I can't wait to fight that fight. That's one of the Pokemon that's like not pronounced the way you most people probably read it the first time. I think a lot of people go Arceus. There's also um, like, these like, like super... Oh, like, Ray Qu- like Ray Quaza instead of... Ray Qu- wait, are you serious? Yeah, like Quasar. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's gotcha. also some great uh, pieces of info in this video. One is that there are giant versions of, or not giant, giant, but like larger versions of Pokemon that are alpha, alpha versions. Oh, and yeah. I can, just, I can just picture the memes that are going to come out of, Mo- oh, you I found also, an alpha Pikachu. Like, it's I, also most, uh, I also like the new stuff they've shown Pokemon-wise, like the Hisuian <laughs> forms, like Growlithe yes. looks adorable. That's, I my, guess that's like my, my main drive for any Pokemon. Is, do I like the Pokemon? And if I do, I, I'm probably going to like the game. 
it's just how much depth do you think like the actual battles oh, are paper thin have? yeah paper thin if it's i that's, mean that's... i'm one of those people that's definitely in the i hope it's closer to traditional battles because i like that system I'm going to go into it thinking that this game is six hours long. It is Pokemon Snap that they added Pokemon battles to. That is my impression. Yeah. And, I, and I'm going to enjoy it for that. It, it, it just feels like they're going to introduce like literally all the mechanics in like the first hour. And then. Yep. You're done. Yep. That's uh, it. That's the, it. The, the, the craziest part of this video is uh, at the 12 minute mark, which is like, I just, I don't, it feels like Pokemon is jumping the shark. Where they were like, "What if Pokemon was Dark Souls, and, and you you fight these epic Pokemon uh, by throwing like food at them to what damage if a Pokemon them?" Pokemon wanted to actually murder you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then once they're damaged enough, then you start a real Pokemon battle, and then well, after you know, that, uh, you go back to dodge rolling and chucking smoke grenades at them. Like, well, we do know Pokemon <laughs> attack people because Lieutenant Surge lost lots of friends in the war. <laughs> the war oh, gotta get that red and blue oh, war wow. so oh i God. mean the the uh, the pokemon why does why does it say strong style like it's introducing <laughs> a yakuza fucking character what the <laughs> I was fuck just about to say that same thing it's it's, Psyduck it's switching his fighting stance and uh like it's like oh yeah players. here's goromajima <laughs> breakdance style wow cool See, you can know. you can switch moves uh, to do different um, timing priority. So that's what they were saying. So if you switch to agile, you go first in the turn turn queue. If you do strong, you go last in the turn queue, but you do more damage. It's kind of cool. Little, yeah, little I, I it's a nice. Uh, it's a ni- like I do like that. This seems like at least for a lot of this, it's very much like enough of traditional Pokemon combat, but also mixed with a new thing where it's like, hey, here's a little bit of it for this boss fight, and then it's back to this other thing. I don't know. I don't know how good it'll be. It's interesting. That's worth it. It's just, yeah, I can't just, I just, I can never forget the fact that this is the most profitable franchise <laughs> on the planet. And, and yeah. whenever I look at it, I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's optimized for the Switch. <laughs> yeah, it looks, <laughs> it's got nothing going on. Tim, it's optimized for children. They don't give a shit yeah. about their adult audience. You can they make a have. game for children that doesn't suck shit. You can. Yes, but it, it doesn't have to look good. It but can yeah, look terrible. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <clears throat> they don't have all their rods and cones yet. So, they can barely so track flat. motion. <laughs> That's why I mean, it launches at 30 FPS. They I mean, barely give a shit about the gameplay. Kids are just going to be like, oh, it's the Pokemon I like. All right. Moving on to our wonderful section here, which uh, I'm thinking about sunsetting because it's depressing. It is now the depressing news section of what do you mean of the if, show? If we're a new, if we're technically a news show, it needs to be said. I don't think we are a news show. We're supposed to just talk about new. Th- we talk about new things, plural. But I enjoy our weekly NFT talks. All right. Well, what is the NFT talk of the week this week, Tim? Troy Baker's getting getting into the game. Prolific voice actor. Man who's in so many voice roles that you confuse for other voice actors. That Troy Baker. Uh, Well, apparently I had to look up Troy Baker because I have no idea who he was. And then I find out he is basically just Joel from The Last of Us. And you guys listed a couple other roles. That's his only role. And that game must be so large. That's all I know him from. He, uh, he's... In case you wanted to know, he is kind of a weirdo because he's tried to start a petition to get a the like one negative Last of Us review removed from uh, Metacritic. <laughs> I mean, he's proud of his work. I'll give him that. Well, mm-hmm. you can be proud of your work, and then you can do whatever the fuck that is. Anyway, he is hey, cool. hey, gang, I, I'm you not want? Him. Do you want voice acting NFTs brought to you by uh, an AI voice company? Uh, I do. And my rebuttal to those that don't, you can hate or you can create. <laughs> oh, fuck oh, so is ah, the, shit, dude. Now, I, I haven't I don't know about um, as much as this as maybe like Tim does since he actually read the article. But <laughs> this just sounds like cameo. So is this just NFT under- cameo? So, yes, this seems like a version of a thing that. Yeah. Lovo.ai already provides, which is like a voice marketplace. Um, Lovo is a, a company that does like AI 
synthesize text to speech that sounds pretty natural. So you can just be like, yes, I would like this actor's voice to say whatever I want for a thing. And so they're launching like an NFT branch. The That sounds mildly which, dangerous. Which seems like, you know, like every other NFT implementation we've ever seen, it's a worse, less efficient version of a thing that already exists. And it's That's only getting pushed. Away. And it's getting pushed because the there's just so much money involved that yeah. like they're Ooh, willing to burn exciting. it to hopefully Troy be the Baker's first a one. Big name. That's a yeah. good get. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So uh Troy Baker where where you've entered the loop where Troy Baker decided to go all in on this statement and make it as like dickish as possible yep. and he's already responded to his own tweet that's like uh my bad I didn't mean to say it the way I said it and I I, I hear all of you people yelling at me uh, and I'm considering what you're saying. And so now that's like step two of the hero's journey. Uh, <laughs> and step three is rescinding the contract or the deal altogether. And then step four is just deleting all the tweets and pretending it never happened. So I think we're in step two. We're headed towards step three. We don't know how long it's going to take to get there. but Well, he could know. also just double down and stick to it. That's, that's an option. So I think I think that only can happen as your first response. Like you don't say I apologize, but I'm hearing you and then double down. Maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe maybe we've entered a new archetype here. I also oh, just oh, want to. It, it's a branching I also, path. I just want to point out that the screenshot I, I posted where it's uh, a discord chat between people about the project. Uh, Chuck and Tom, they're uh, where they're mentioning, oh, we're, you know, we're a task force within Lovo AI. Chuck and Tom are the CEO and president of Lovo.ai. But they're also yeah. a task force. Yeah, yeah you can or voice a project by Lovo. It's, it's not mutually exclusive. It's not the CEO and the president misrepresenting their stake in the thing in order to sell it. So like so uh Troy Baker announced this at like 1 a.m. <laughs> like this this morning. Yeah. Um and I went to go check out Voiceverse NFT's uh, Twitter, and their pinned tweet is from like four or five hours ago, and it's like this long like apology for the yeah. fact that they exist. Uh, <laughs> you can't. Yeah. It's very good. You can't. Like, We've entered a new world. It's just like I'm sorry. We um, we're listening, and we're gonna change. We're gonna be better. And I'm sorry. I'm sure we. I'm I'm sure these guys are popular in like the tech industry and like they do things for somebody. They wouldn't exist otherwise. But I've Oh, never, I don't know. I've never heard of them. <laughs> There's a lot of tech out there that exists for nobody. Uh, listen, I'm But what I'm saying is if they really wanted to apologize, they could just tank the company. <laughs> yeah, they could just stop. They could just they could stop. stop. They could stop at any time. Yeah, they could, could do something stop. else. Uh all right. I'm Moving on from this one. So, uh, fair enough. I am going to talk about something that is actually about the platform wars. We actually got some news about the final platform that will ever exist the Steam Deck. Once the Steam Deck launches, all other consoles will fall by the wayside. They will wither and die uh, as Steam Deck reigns supreme in the glorious Chad PC gamer verse. Seems extreme. Uh, oh, excuse me, I threw up a little. <laughs> uh so i'm excited about my steam deck that i've pre-ordered for five dollars and i hope that i get it uh which is quarter two of this year once i, mean, I have announcement it, I... is surprise Go we're ahead. on time we don't have exploding batteries like the uh the uh play date did <laughs> play date. that's true did oh, the play yeah. date ever come out did that happen? no that that was the delay is because like hey a manufacturing is hard especially for a small weird low volume thing but also b our first shipment to batteries were bad so we had to start over oh man Rough. if only they were the steam deck yep uh so the steam deck is going to be the pcs of the future i i'm already pretty sure it's more powerful than my pc that i have now I which means i can just okay. i can just throw the pc i own in the garbage and i'm just going to set up a bunch of docking stations around the house and like bring the steam deck with me wherever i go 
I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I'm going to go all in and like the like I did with the Wii U, which was an investment that just paid off <laughs> in spades. So mm-hmm. I imagine this is going to be a lot more successful than the Wii U. Yeah, no regrets there. So I'm uh, caught that's, on that's real my, quick. That's my story about the Steam Deck. Did anyone else pre-order Steam Deck? No one else cares about the Steam Deck. No, I got one. I would like <laughs> to get one, but I have bills to pay. I mean, they, I had a real fucking. I need. I've to, had a. Good. Oh, I had a real hard time pre-ordering this like day of um, because everything exploded. Yeah, I remember yeah. you chronicling your journey. It was a fucking nightmare. I uh, I have very little interest in a Steam Deck. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I just, I don't know. I, I want one and it will be more powerful than my like, current PC. I want one because it's a Dean's cool got piece. the right idea. Like, I want one because it's a cool piece of tech, but I don't know if I want to buy one, you know? Here's the thing. It's <laughs> I just relatively want to play with it inexpensive. It's it's specs are very good, and you try finding a GPU upgrade in the, in the fucking crypto market. That's that's kind of the saddest part of all. And if I could buy a new graphics card, like a three thousand anything, like a GeForce three thousand series, I probably would do that instead. But every time I look for it, they're like, mm, you could buy this card. It's two thousand dollars. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> It's not that's, worth it. That's the funny thing. Availability is not terrible anymore, but it doesn't mean that the prices aren't still marked up at least 70% over MSRP. And yeah. you have NVIDIA being a great ally to gamers by releasing a useless update of the base 3080 just to reset its MSRP because they realized they made a mistake when they released that thing at the price it did because it was too cheap. Um, anyway, don't, don't buy GPUs. <laughs> too expensive made it buy sad steam again decks. It's <laughs> buy just, steam decks instead just buy two steam decks and then fuse them into each other uh, uh all right well uh like i said that's that's exciting for me and then there's two pieces of game news here uh both about series that i know nothing about really um one that is titanfall 3 is well, not existing and yeah. probably never will <laughs> I guess respawn didn't respawn make um, Apex. Did I make mm-hmm. that up? Yes, they yep. did. Yeah. Okay. So this is just their new game, whatever it is. Yes, it's not Titanfall three, but it is a movement focused first person shooter. So they had taking, to get that out there. They're taking their like an eighth of their Fortnite style Apex money <laughs> uh, and making a new AAA game with it. Apex must have made a ton of money, right? It, it must have been popular. Does make money, yeah. Apex is still going strong. Yeah, Apex is still quite popular. It's one of those games, much like I feel like every Battle Royale game that still exists, it's popular enough to be infinitely self-sustaining and you just never hear about it. The game is basically printing money. Apex has now earned more than $1.6 billion and it's closing in on making $1 billion a year. So, like, how do you take that to make a AAA game? Like, how much of that do you even invest into it? They could just throw away as much as they you could want. make whatever the hell they wanted, and yep. it could have no returns. The answer, the answer is whatever it takes. Yeah, the answer is we're gonna make. We're not gonna make. We're specifically not gonna make. Anyway, this isn't like an official announcement. This is a like, hey, they're doing a thing. It's very early in prototyping. It's this is not a Titanfall theory. Three. Yeah, it's a new game, which is exciting. You think they're lying? I mean, I hope yeah. not. Respawns. Respawn makes good video games. They're fun. Yeah. What if it is who Titanfall is, three? What if it's just? I would Jeff love that a lot. Jeff Grubb is one of the internet's foremost uh, game news authorities. Wait, this is just a theory from someone named Jeff Grubb. <laughs> this he's, isn't an announcement from a company. He's an insider. He knows what he's talking about. He re- he officially Tim, reported keep, this earlier. It, you keep baiting us every part of this episode. I'm not taking yeah. the heat for this. Yeah, Tim, totally you not piece me of shit. who added it to the... God <laughs> damn it. You're the resident trickster. Anyway, You've talking about problems. rumors, yeah. uh, how about another rumor? How about another... How about a rumor with screenshots that are, like, redacted eh? to hell? Yeah, uh, you guys re- remember Armored Core, right? Yes. The uh, the FromSoft games before it was just Soulsborne forever? Mm-hmm. Oh. Without end? No, I've were... never played an Armored Core Oh, um, they were, well, I guess they were, were like, what, like the, the foremost, like, uh, mech, mech game back in like the, the PS2, yeah, PS1 days? I mean, like one of the only mech games. There were other mech games, but like it was Armored Core. Warrior. That's a different, 
mech game. Yeah, Metal Wolf Chaos. Yeah, Ooh. like this is this is definitely like a you know third person. This is a third person simulator essentially. What was the one with the giant controller? Uh, that is also um, uh, fuck. What was that game called? Steel it the, something. It was, on, it was on the PS2. Shit, Steel Battalion. Steel Battalion. Yep. Yeah. Now that, now that you said it, I remembered it. If you said Steel Battalion Two was coming out, I would be so much more <laughs> excited. Yeah, let me just renovate my basement for the controller that, <laughs> that thing's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So tell me more about this Armored Core. When was Armored Core Five? Uh, a while ago. I'm I'm googling it for you. Uh, 2012. Yeah. So if they do it's come been, out the new one, it's been a it's while. been forever. It's I've um, never seen this game. I've never seen anything about it. Really? There was a like the most one. the most recent Armored Core like we got was Demon X Machina on the Switch, and then later the PC. It's like it's a genre that like basically nobody else does except from they did Armored Core. They made a chrome hounds and then it's been like fucking nothing it's ugh, and they're so good they're so good like huh. armor the armored core games are the version of like it mech warrior is you know a, a first person shooter essentially it's slow and tanky but like that's what it is uh, armored core is like gundam in that not like Gundam in space, but like 8th MS team Gundams on the ground type where everything is like weird and you've got all kinds of cool boost dashing and the mech customization is like you have billions of parts. What was that Gundam that had Gundams from all different parts of the world? That's uh, what game I want. Oh, uh, G Gundam? Yeah, they had the different country Gundams. We need that Gundam, game. Gundam the Dragon Ball. Yes. Oh, man. All right. So as far as rumors go, how real is this? This uh, seems pretty real. Fucking real. Like, it was there's allegedly, four images. It was allegedly part of a consumer survey. So uh, it's only as real as the survey decides. It's only as Uh-oh. real as the people who answered that want it to be. That's not good. I mean, it's, it's apparently what Miyazaki is working on currently, which I mean, it's these screenshots it's his baby. Could be from like an ancient tech demo from ten years ago, where it's like, what if we made another one? And then like, they solved it. Like they have, like they have said they were working on a new armored core, like a few years ago. It's just you know, then they didn't say anything else. Away. And so seeing that there's like more fire to go with the smoke surrounding armored core is very exciting. I love this series. You know, they could have just kept mm-hmm. making Souls games till the end of time. And that would have been fine, but I'm I'm really happy to see them go back to their mech shit. Mm-hmm. They make real good anime mech shit. It's great. Now, if Square, like, yeah, the, if this inspires Square to release a good front mission, that'd be great. Go back oh, to like a, a good strategy RPG instead of the weird stealth third-person shooter non-mech game they made. That'd be nice. I kind of want to play that. Oh, I it, seems, play it. it seems like the good kind of bad, which is rare for video games. All right. Armored Core 6, check it out. It's possibly going to release never, but if it does, we'll have uh, we'll have Daniel tell us all about it. All right, mm-hmm. so moving on to uh, the last section, the most exciting section. I've heard people want to talk about video games. That's that's what I heard at the beginning of this episode, and so this is the time to do it. Who said uh, that Tim, already? why don't you tell us about your exciting, very modern game that you have chosen to play? uh for the past week yeah i've been playing a little ditty uh y'all might know known as uh, uh dark cloud 2 the yes. best golf game ever made dark cloud yeah. 2 do you do you do you guys know how popular this game actually was because it uh, seems like in a weird all. spot of like popular amongst enthusiasts but nobody else it's in the right spot where uh the cool people know and understand the I love i believe for it's dark considered cloud. cult status but it never and never nobody went crazy over it except for the real hard enthusiasts. I yeah, still I, like Dark Cloud one more than Dark Cloud. That two, weirds me personally. out. But yeah, I, I don't I mean, think it hit the sales it needed wanted. Yeah, and level five is just like puzzle cowards now. So <laughs> what can you do? But I mean, I I probably poured like a few hundred hours into this game when I was like a teenager. Um. This game came out in like 2003 and yeah, I have a lot of fond memories of this. I haven't played it 
for like 10, 15 years. And I wanted to, I was, uh, every time I go back to like something that I loved, there's always that fear that it sucks shit actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the thing that you liked uh, was always bad. Yeah, but I had that I mean, happen with. I was uh, waiting for the but. <laughs> I had that happen with a number of N sixty four games. But, you know. <laughs> That's always a gamble. Yeah. But, Anyways, <laughs> but I mean, so far, like it, 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 it obviously it feels clunky. Um, because it's you know. An older How far did you get? The game opens up a lot, uh, several hours in. How I actually haven't it? gotten that far, but like I'm still in like the first series of, of dungeons. The, sewer, the sewers? The you're sewers, st- you're yeah. still in the sewers? Ugh. Yeah. Um, but I just, re- going through the list of things this fucking game has, uh, like in my head that I remember it having, is fucking absurd. Just like the golf and, and the photography. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. fishing, and the fish racing, and the fish battles, and the town building, and the people pleasing, and the time traveling. <sighs> they uh, they don't shotgun. make games like they used to. Yeah, no, this game had so much shit. I don't know why they never. Ugh, what a, what a shame. Uh, now, imagine they I make mean, a new uh, they make a new yakuza, but you can also build the town. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Whoa! Hold on, you need to you need to let them know that idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. You had real estate royale in zero, but now build a district of Camarocho. Yeah, you build it from scratch to like make people happy. <laughs> I wanted my noodle stand next to the brothel. Okay. Make them mad enough to punch you. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. So Dark Cloud Two is in a cool, very cool game. Uh, for people that have never played it, it is a action RPG of sorts. Uh, one of the like key aspects of Dark Cloud One uh, was the fact that you do have to rebuild a town. Um, people have always told me that like that's sort of like a big emphasis of it, but that's really not most of the gameplay. And it's the same with Dark Cloud Two. You really don't spend a lot of time building the town. It's really like after you complete a run, which could take an hour, you're then back in town playing like a jigsaw puzzle for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not a massive time it's sink not, of the it's game. It's not Sim City. No, yeah. it's not at all. But it I mean, is there's. A- Oh, go ahead. There's like little embellishments you can add, but you know, it's not, you're not really like personalizing like a town for fun. Yeah, you're not Minecraft building a a town or something. It's really more of a means to an end to sort of like uh, get more stuff for the dungeon running, which is the most important aspect of the game. And the dungeon running is is pretty straightforward. The combat's really not involved. It's not like Dark Souls, you know, where you're like dodge rolling everywhere and stuff. Um, the main focus of the combat is upgrading and evolving your weapons. So instead of having Pokemon and Digimon that evolve, your weapons are the Digimon. And as they acquire experience and stats, they evolve into bigger and better weapons. Uh, that was the thing that really drew me into both of those. Yeah, you're um, a child with a gun. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the American main problem I always had with those games, though, is like y- if you want to do the like bad Pokemon strat of you only level up your Charizard, the game punishes you super hard for it because uh, you'll eventually get to certain dungeons where you can only use a type of weapon. And maybe that's the weapon you never leveled up and you will be screwed and never be able to beat that <laughs> until you go back and farm up that weapon. And yeah, you got to spend another like 15 hours to uh, build the weapon that the game wants you to have. And uh, that's that's where Dark Cloud 2 lost me uh, the first time I played it uh, and eventually the second time I played it. But it is a good game. I don't know. It's worth checking out. And then they made uh, what, what was it? Rogue Galaxy. Yes. What? Nobody nobody played that, did they? From level five. Yeah. I have played Rebel Galaxy. Is that the same thing? No. Uh, Rogue Galaxy is the uh, is a PS2 JRPG. I have oh, never that seen one. this before. Set in space. It's right, actually right, right. pretty good if you like that era of JRPG. <clears throat> I, I should give it, that a run again. Played it when it was new and then promptly forgot about it until just this moment. Yeah, More importantly, it's one of those. Professor Layton, I guess. Yep. Yeah, that's why they're puzzle cowards. Which are good-ass video games, but they're not uh, Rogue Galaxy 2. They also or made Dark Cloud Nino 3. Kuni? Yep. Which, uh, Nino Kuni 2 is not a good game. I'm, I'm putting it out there. Level 5. Putting that out there. First one was like, service. Every level. once in a while, an RPG bubbles up to the surface from level five. They also yeah, everything I watch, like, oh my God. after, like, I guess Professor Layton or, like, PlayStation 2 stuff is just 
beyond me. Like the White Knight Chronicles shit and the Yokai Watch shit. Mm-hmm. I just I couldn't care. Uh, interesting. Uh, all right. Well, cool. Are you gonna finish Dark Cloud Two? You're gonna keep playing? Are you invigorated by uh, this conversation about it? Yeah, I mean, I got a whole vacation to go. Um, so I, I mean, this will this will take up a hell of a lot of time. It is a time sink of a game for sure. Just remember to constantly rotate your weapons and level up all of them in sequence, and it's a lot better. <laughs> Just play the new games that are coming out on Game Pass with me, like uh, the Extraction one or the Not Guacamelee. The Not Guacamelee. Uh, Fine. Dean, why don't you talk about your game? You have something called Into the Radius. Into the Radius VR. This is... Uh... Mm-hmm. It's a bit more niche. Not everybody has a VR headset. Not everybody wants a VR headset. Some people can't do VR at all or they'll vomit and die. Fucking rich boy over here. Yeah. Well, no, don't say that. You know the story here. <laughs> <laughs> that said, uh, Into the Radius VR is very reminiscent of Stalker. Okay, yep. Um, so they don't it's it's uh they don't necessarily say you're in russia but basically uh, <laughs> a lot of the starter weapons are russian and eastern uh, european astan yes <laughs> yes former soviet bloc astan pretty much but um you're in this uh area that you're essentially trapped in um and the radius is this very large threatening looking orb in the sky um so that's what the title means by the radius. It's very weird. Um, the enemies are like kind of weird shadow creatures, kind of out of the Prey reboot. Um, okay. And there's like the a, gooey stuff. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of like, it, it's it's considered a survival game, and there you know you do you do do a lot of stuff for that. But the things that caught my attention, um, it's got a really good like inventory management and gun like maintenance system especially for a vr game like as you use your weapon it'll deteriorate and then it'll jam and you'll have to clear the jam and then you'll take it to a workbench and you'll have to like actually service the weapon to get it to not fuck up hey dean um, yeah hey what's um up? hey hold on okay i'm watching i'm watching the trailer here mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm seeing how these things move yeah uh, i don't like it yeah Imagine that, but like your face is there. That's your face. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it is a horror game. It's genuinely like it doesn't. I haven't seen any real gore yet, but it's a lot of like it's that alien feeling of like you shouldn't be here. And it's a lot of isolation. Yeah, they got um, this like a jerky sort of you know erratic move yeah. to them. Yeah. I don't like they're that like, either. They're yeah. like half frame animated. They're yeah. If they creepy. sprinted up into my face. They do. You know, what's interesting is as you're describing it and as I'm watching this video, I'm like, none of this has to be VR, but it is. And I'm, 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 I'm curious how much that adds to it. Do you think like, um, I, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is with, you know, the, the valve game, Alex and uh, bone works, you know, trying to be like, Hey, we're full of VR gimmicks, but we're also a good game. This seems to be more along the lines of like, it's a game, but it also happens to be in VR. And that seems like a good thing to me, actually, uh, that it's built that way. Would you say it is that way? Or do you think it is more like VR gimmicky when, when you're playing it? Um, it's a lot more VR gimmicking when you're playing it. Um, oh, okay. And it, it was, <laughs> it was, it was clearly, it was clearly built for VR. Um, I think they would get a lot of mileage if they did release like a toned down version where it was, they did something with it, but there's a lot of mechanics where you simply can't do it in VR and have it be satisfying. Like right. the gun, the gun maintenance stuff, like you put the gun in a vice and then you take like a ramrod and then you put the, the cloth on it and you actually physically clean the gun uh backpack stuff you you take the backpack off and you actually like physically put stuff in the bag it's like a floating inventory so it's not complicated (laughs) but like you put stuff in the bag and it floats there and that's your inventory management there's there's kind of a test case for that sort of thing in non-vr is it called uh oh i was gonna say is it called zombie U? On the Wii U? Uh, I, was, I was thinking of uh, Receiver. I don't know if you oh, guys have yeah. ever played Receiver. Uh, Receiver no. was cool. Receiver 2, less cool. Yeah, a little up, it, up its own ass. It, it just had some very um, 
uh, complex uh, gun mechanics as far as like reloading and unloading and unjamming the gun. And yes. there, there's there's a lot to be said about actually being in VR and having the thing jump at your face and having to actually physically react. I think there's I think there's a piece there that I think is valuable for this game, especially because like it's trying to freak you out. Right. Yeah. So I'm looking at this company, CM Games. This seems to have been their first game. They have a new game coming out in three months that seems a lot more interesting to me. I'll need, I'll need you to report on it. Mr. Um, Wild Flash VR guy. You can't just keep stacking titles on me because I do things. <laughs> I, I sure as hell can. And this game that they're making is Troll Hunter VR. It's coming out in May. It actually looks really cool. I like, I like the idea of troll hunting in VR. Does like this have anything movie? to do with the movie? Yeah, I doubt it, the but really? it is. Oh man, it's a demo. That old indie flick. Oh wait, hunt for ghastly trolls in the alternative '80s Scandinavia. I think it's heavily based on without. Yeah, <laughs> it's heavily inspired by the movie. This yeah, troll legally the, distinct. Yeah, with the serial yeah. number filed off. It looks cool though. I don't know. I like the idea of that. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's cool. All right, uh, Daniel. Tell us about Monster Hunter Rise, the game that's so good you bought it twice. I I saw people posting about it, and I was like, am I going to do this? Is that the feeling I feel bubbling up inside me? And then it turns out it was because there was a place that was selling it for like 25% off. So I'm like, all right, 50 bucks instead of <laughs> full price. Time. Give me a copy. Uh, it's Monster Hunter Rise. It came out last year on the Switch. It's still good, except now it's on PC and therefore has an unlocked frame rate and runs at whatever resolution you want to put it at. Instead of weird switch dynamic resolution, 30 FPS, uh, it's good. Good video game. More importantly, however, I played this game called Vampire Survivors. No, wait, 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 wait. No, Before we move you, on, you tell me what things? your... Well, tell me about your Monster Hunter Rise weapon. I want to know. Uh, what did so, you decide on? So I decided to take a different, uh, a different track. When it first came out, I tried out the new uh, hunting horn uh, on Switch. This you time I'm like... stay away from the horn. This time I was like, you know what? I like hitting things in the head, so I'll go with the hammer, the non-musical equivalent, and that's been pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm satisfied. You can move yeah. on now. You got I it. So, I only so... use weapons that turn into other weapons. It's the only way to play Monster <laughs> Man, it's a good, it's a good get. Uh, so this other game, Vampire Survivors. I saw some people posting about it in the Giant Bomb Discord. It is uh, currently in early access. Uh, it is like $3.00. It is a single stick shooter, which means that unlike a twin stick shooter, all your attacks are auto aimed. So right. it's uh, you're picking up, uh, you know, you spawn. It's kind of a roguelite. I f forget the name. There are a couple other games that are like this. I guess like the most similar would be like Robotron or something. But you spawn into a thing with a character that has a starting weapon and ability. Uh, you kill stuff. You level up. Leveling up lets you choose new weapons. It's all very blatantly castlevania themed it's bats and you're picking up your weapons are like the whip the axe the boomerang cross holy water stuff like that and then as you as you're going through and leveling up those weapons level up you evolve them and it's all you know it's a create a build do a run of this cool action game unlock stuff it's very good i played it for 10 hours this actually looks awesome. Three dollars. It is extremely good. It's it's also yeah. It's also three dollars. Yeah, all right. Sounds like you know. Fuck it. Add add to cart. It's very good. Myself. The main arts with the lady with the magic is just a tracing of the Bayonetta two cover, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> that, Fine, that can't be legal. Get in trouble for that. It is like just extremely. It extremely does not care uh, about letting you know what its influences are. I like it a lot. Uh, uh, the The developer is like, it's like a guy and his friends that like helped contribute. And he's like, this game's gotten very popular and now I can actually work on it full time. Thank you so much. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks like um, kind of loop hero level of like random feedback. 1700 overwhelmingly positive yeah. reviews. Uh, which is an explosion from a guy that's never released anything else, and this game costs three dollars. Yeah, I don't it's know the how... super small run bait. <laughs> it feels like, in a lot of ways, like a blown up version of like a flash game. And yes, but like it's so good. It feels so good. What I like a lot is that like um, 
like with a lot of run-based games, you eventually just get really good at it, and so you're hitting the end every single time with just the most overpowered, broken, garbage builds. Stuff like, oh, I beat this level, I now my high score, is like there's a, currently a 30-minute hard limit on a run. You get 30 minutes, death comes, he kills you, runs over. Uh, so the current high score thing is, how high of a level can I get in 30 minutes? And My current record is hundred level 102, which is very high. Uh, killing these screenshots i'd believe it killing like two hundred thousand enemies over the course of the course of a run well i got it installed so uh i'm coming for you (laughs) it's very Uh, good i love this game tim's already playing it he's already checked out he's already beat you (laughs) and and the fact that it's it's a single stick shooter you literally just have to move like there's no you can use your mouse to click and move or like wasd or a joystick and everything is like Okay, I pick up the whip. The whip attacks left or right in the direction I'm facing. It levels up and you can do more stuff. Okay, I need to attack above me, so let's get the axe because it does the Castlevania thing of going up and then falling down to the bottom of the screen, even though it's top down, so it you know, doesn't really make sense. But So it's like pick the weapons that you know make sense for your situation. It's, it's very good. Did, uh, did anyone here play Snakerks? Snakerks? I own it. It's, this sounds like the same theory. Yeah, this as is similar. Nikert. It's also actually in look. It's also very similar to Crimson Land. I was looking it up. That's the one I was thinking of. For people listening, check out Snakirks. Uh, I've never played it, but it always looked fascinating to me. You want to spell that out for him? S N K R X. It is also three dollars. It is also made by someone that's like never released a game before. Um, oh no, never mind. They it is uh, three years prior, but no one played it uh so there you go check out random three dollar games on steam that's the price point for greatness yeah you have to find three dollar games uh cool all right and then to wrap this yes (laughs) that is exactly you've nailed it uh i'm going blurry weird to wrap up this podcast uh i will just mention the game that i've been playing recently and by recently i mean i literally installed it and played it for like an hour and a half yesterday uh, but it is Ark Vale, a game that I've had my eye on for a while. I wanted to check it out. It is a fantasy bullet hell uh, game, so very similar, except unlike Vampire Survivors, it is twin stick. Um, and uh, it, it's very uh, Gungeon-y in its like presentation, and, but without the humor. So Gungeon-y in the presentation of like how the enemies act and how they shoot at you and stuff, like, and they fill the screen and all that. Uh, but unlike those games, it's actually not a roguelike at all, it's, it, which is kind of a refreshing aspect. It is just a fantasy game, and there's a map, a world map, and I assume it's the same for every player, and you just do that and you play the game and once you beat it you probably never have to play it again uh, but so far it's been really fun exploring and um fighting the bosses which are definitely challenging i've heard the game gets really hard um so far the difficulty in the very first hour is not so bad obviously uh but it's it's got a lot of cool systems that i like different types of weapons to give you different like bullets that you can shoot um and it's a really cool game. I, I recommend checking it out if you're interested in stuff like that. It is on Xbox Game Pass, which is why I picked it up. Fuck yeah. Um, so I recommend checking it out. It's a cool game. Uh, yeah. And so that's going to wrap up our week's episode, or this week's episode of, of the Funcast. And next week, we're going to be talking about Empire Sins of a Solar Empire City. and Mafia. Yep, that's the one. Yep. And it's going to be a cool game experience uh, and hopefully other things. In two weeks, we have Pokemon coming out. So next week, we can talk about Pokemon a bit um, as well as probably some other games. I actually don't know when Kirby is coming out. That might be three weeks from now. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening, our lovely, lovely listener. And we will catch back up next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Later.